This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. This episode is brought to you by Toughness Medicine. Do you cower or cry when things don't go your way? Do you retreat to the car when it starts to rain? Do you use your trekking pole to pretend to shoot people when you're exhausted? Take one pill of Toughness Medicine and no day will be too difficult. No mountain will be too high. No mosquito clouds will be too thick. But just like some of these experiences, it is a tough pill to swallow. Literally, it weighs about a pound. Check it out at BeTougherThanDerek.com. What's going on, everybody? This is Derek, and with me today is the only man who still sprays his gummy bears with bug spray just to keep all the bears away, making sure they all stay away from him, Carl Mandrioli. You're saying that I'm spraying the gummy bears that I've brought with me to keep them away from me. Is that accurate? You're afraid of bears, <laughs> all bears. Then why even am I bringing bears. them with me? That makes sense. I don't. You bring the cinnamon okay. bears. I mean, I don't know. Oh my gosh, it's ridiculous. With me today is Derek Somerville, a man who thinks it's terrible when two romantic bears have to break up because they're polar opposites. Uh wow. Yeah. Um, we wow. both had bear intros. It's not a bear episode. That was interesting. That's weird. Interesting. What's yeah. up with this pound pill? Is that that's yeah. absurd? Yeah. Is well, it a gummy? Is it a gummy? All of the things that I referenced in that advertisement were things that we've experienced where people wanted to retreat to the trailhead, um, where we've seen you cower and cry on the trail. We've cower seen and cry you. on the trail. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've seen you definitely, you know, fake shoot people with your trekking pole. Oh, again, yeah. So all the time. We got video of that. For sure. Um, yeah. But it's not just about that stuff, my friend. It's about horrible things. Horrible that are likely to happen to you, mm. somebody you know, or somebody on your trip at some point. Yeah. And how to fix them. And how to fix them. That's that's the challenge. And if you're new to the show, we got backpacking tips and tricks. With a sense of humor, Carl. Indeed. Indeed. So Lighten it up. Yeah. 
Yeah. These are things we haven't talked about these things. At least my list is has got some fresh ones that has not, not fully been explored. Yeah. Really? Okay. Are you how about you? I mean it just I guess it depends what's what's classified as horrible. I mean what's horrible for you might not be horrible for somebody else. Right. So I think that these so. are all horrible. These should be horrible to somebody. Obviously you lean into the horrible things and you're like, how can I overcome these things? I like a good horrible right? story, yeah. Yeah. But you know? But for other people, no, they 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 cower, they cry, they need that that pill, the toughness pill, the toughness so, pill. Yeah, they need it. Consider this episode your one pound toughness pill. How about that? Oh boy, as long as it's a gummy pill, I can chew it. Yeah. Okay. Could you yeah. chew a pound of gumminess? I could try. I mean, okay. if it's gonna make me as tough as you, I may need like three or four pounds. But that's uh, true. I think I'm 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 trying to envision what that looks like. It's got to be like one of those big gummy bears from like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. You got oh, to eat through one of those things, right? That would be ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. That's a lot. That's a lot. Let's be honest. You would you would like a tour of that factory? I bet. I bet you would. Who wouldn't like a tour of that I, factory? I would love. Are you kidding I would, me? I, I I could just see your favorite part of that whole factory being licking the wallpaper. That that was your favorite part. <laughs> That was your favorite part. Mine's, <laughs> mine's the bubble chamber. I want to. Not the floating it. soda, but the but the licking of the wallpaper. I could just see you licking awesome. wallpaper. I don't know why. All right, James one two verses two and three is our Bible verse. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. Steadfastness. There you go. That, that's a hard. You word. got it. Um, when was the last tough experience? that made you want to give up when was that like tell us the story of that made me want to give up Ooh. yeah you're we know that you're tough we've covered your mental toughness Ugh. but i'm sure there's been a time where you're like i don't know how i can handle this this might be more on the serious side i think that there was a there was uh there was an incident with one of my girls of probably like seven or eight months ago it was just like she was, you know, I think I, I didn't know what to do. I think I ran out of ideas of what to do, which is, is not, uh, it doesn't happen very often. And uh, she was she was choking. She couldn't breathe. Mm. And uh, she, has, she has a trach in her throat. So I was trying to open that, that opening. And I ended up ripping some of her skin on accident, trying to open the hole. Yikes. There was blood everywhere. And I'm like, okay. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I called 911. They get there. And they're like, I don't know. What do you think we should do? And I'm like, wow. Ten guys came in the house. And I was like, what do you think we should do? So I eventually had to get a little bit more aggressive and, and uh, push a different type of trach in there. And we got it. Saved the day. But wait, 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 wait. So you called and all these emergency people came and they're just kind of standing around trying to figure out what to do. But then you were the one that ended up solving the problem. I was the one. Yeah. They're like, well, what do you? So that was a waste of a phone call. It was a waste of a phone call. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it was frustrating to say the least, but I managed to figure it out. And it was scary. But at some point, I'm like, dude, I can't do this. This is like, I was yeah. so frustrated. So um, okay. I got a couple stories like that, but that's the one that pops up into my head. So so do you feel like you should be qualified to give training to 911 responders, first responders? Oh, pff, yes, easily. Okay. Well, I think there's certain there's certain types of 911 that they're better at, but okay. I think there's stuff that they don't really do a lot, like oh, pediatric, sure. you know breathing stuff is, yeah. is one that's so. fair okay so there you go that's okay. mine you got one you get what are you scared of just walking down the, to the mailbox or <laughs> what are you scared of? i can't nice make it to the mailbox interpretation you of the know, question <laughs> mailbox is hard um yeah i think 
things that make me want to give up, I think are things that I don't, yeah, kind of like what you're describing where it's like you don't have sufficient information or knowledge mm. about something, right? And so you don't know if right. you're doing it right and YouTube's right. not helping. And so I am, yeah, not the best at like fixing house stuff, mm. but I've, I've gotten better okay. over the years, but we... Yeah, we had we, we decided to we were doing a whole house project, which I think I've probably complained about on this show before about how all these home shows are probably. wrecking America. But anyway, <laughs> um, we had to uninstall all the cabinets and like the sink Ooh. and all that stuff from our house. We're trying to save some money doing that, and so mm. I had to unhook the faucet and the sink and and basically you turn you turn the water off, right? Oh. Yes, I did. Okay, so make sure. Yeah, so I, I was struggling with that, and I wanted to give up because you had to use a certain tool, but there wasn't like room to twist the, to, the right, wrench around right. the right way, and so mm-hmm. I, I don't know. We figured it out. It just took a long time, but I wanted to get it for sure. It gets annoying. It gets yeah. annoying. Yeah. So anyway, not related to backpacking whatsoever. So let's get back to backpacking. Let's Horrible back things. To, let's get back to, uh, back to the trail. Okay. So one thing I want to I want to talk about. I forget if we've talked about this before, but we went on this uh, Patreon trip in Lost Creek Wilderness in Colorado. Yeah, and do we talk about how one of the guys felt better about his progress because other people were also suffering? Uh, it sounds familiar. Yeah, he he actually ended up calling the people that were more fit on the trip the A team, and then his group the B team. The B team. Yeah, Ooh. but he Ooh. felt good being on the B team because other people were on the team with him. They were on the suffering team. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, what do you think about that? Is that is there some truth in that? Like, it's a, you feel better about your suffering if others are suffering with you. I think there's some consolation there for sure. I mean, I know on my death march when I was struggling up the peak, I looked behind me and I see Knowlton, who's you know seasoned, struggling because he was getting altitude sickness and throwing up yellow Gatorade everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, it did give me a sense of comfort. I'm like, okay, I'm right. not. I'm not a big loser here. Like other people are struggling, even though I see you and Rocky like running up the hill. So yeah, it was, it was a sense of comfort for sure. Okay. Do you feel like you're more on the, like the C team when you're out there backpacking? I feel like I'm on the Derek team. Okay. The D team. Uh, I didn't say D team. (laughs) I didn't say say (laughs) just my own, my own team. No, I don't. There's actually some psychological truth to some of that stuff. And so I just, I just find it interesting. And so if that helps bring anybody some sort of sense of comfort at least on my list i have i've had horrible these horrible things happen to me or to somebody in our group at some point we've had to deal with them so these are all things that can happen for sure so all right let's let's get to the list uh we have right now uh okay so what do we let's go over the list what do you have first why don't you go first okay first one on the list i'll reference the one that we were talking about kind of or alluding to in our intro Yep. At some point, you or somebody you know, you're going to have an animal take your food. <laughs> okay. And it doesn't have to be a bear. It can be a critter. Why are you laughing at that? I'm just trying to think of when that's ever happened. But I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. I, you you reap the benefits of I'm my sure. experience, my friend. You started going with me after I'd been a ton of times and learned a bunch of stuff, right? True. True. When you got, had to get helicoptered away and you know, all that stuff. <laughs> when, I, when I had to get helicoptered away. What story is that? <laughs> you got a little cocky and you, had to, you fell in the river and almost killed yourself. That was before you know? that you and I started backpacking it. I learned from that, right? That right, relates okay. to what I just said. Okay. okay. I would hope so. So so there's different ways and different animals that can get your food. And here's the one that I think you're most vulnerable to, Derek, and, and I'm still vulnerable to this as well, is if we go someplace that's really popular. Chipmunks. Chipmunks, marmots. Oh. You leave your pack. You go 
to the edge of the cliff to kind of get the view mm. in. They'll just rip yeah. through your pack and they'll grab your food. Marmots for sure. Yeah. Those, those are vicious. Bears will get at it. All sorts of different critters. At some point, you're going to have an issue where a significant amount of food is taken. So mm. what, what okay. do you do, Derek? What's what's the situation there? How do you solve that? What do I? What do I do? You don't really solve it. How do you? How do you react to you it? You can't. Some of the, okay. Let's just be. Let's clarify. Some of the things you can't solve. You can't. Solve. No, no. These. Yeah, but you can. You can overcome. Right. That's what we're talking about. Is well. Yeah. How I mean, to you're gonna it. have to. Yeah, you're gonna have to probably. If you're with your friends, you probably have to share some more food and like you know, spread it out a little bit. And and with our case, with our group, there's always a surplus of food. Thankfully, so yeah. I, I guess I would start there. But so ration amongst your group. Yeah. yeah. You have to. Yeah. Sure. We've also talked about how to beg on the trail, right? Beg on the trail. I think people, Yeah. if you do it in a non-creepy way, I think people are up for like, you know, here's a power bar, here's a something. What's a creepy way? Can you give us well, a... Well, however you would do it. I'm just, that's why I'd have to, I'd have to coach you <laughs> if it happened. Okay. So hof- hopefully I'll be there with you. That's all I'm saying. So. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what the creepy way is like. You'd be like, hey, like, hey guys. Hello. Hello, new friend. One of us has some food and one doesn't. That's about to change. <laughs> Listen, guys. Uh, I'm starving. I need to borrow your backpacks. I might put a rock in them. I might not. But you may be short a couple power bars. Okay. I want to borrow both your backpacks. Okay. Let's let's break this down, though. So with, let's say that, like, you know, a critter gets in your food bear, whatever. Yeah. And then it leaves some food, like, shards and remnants. Mm. So let's say, like, a half-eaten Snickers energy bar. Are you going <laughs> to salvage it? I saw you how you started to slide that in there. <laughs> a half-eaten Snickers candy bar? Is that what you meant? Uh, I can uh, respond incorrect. to that. Um, okay. okay. What, what is your... Incorrect, but go ahead. Are you are you gonna salvage any of that? Are you gonna eat any of that? And I have some animal slobber on it. What are you doing? Wash it off. Uh, I mean, if I have my buck knife, I can cut it off and have a fresh piece. Still, yeah, I would do that. I'm... But the slobber might seep deeper into the item. Maybe it's like bread or something. Who knows? I'd have to I'd have to gauge it. I'd have to discern like how much slobber permeation is on okay. that. You know, but uh, you know, hopefully it's not damaged. Hopefully I have some food that is still maybe it's sealed in some other type of. I don't know, wrapper, but like these things get into everything. Yeah. So sometimes it's like if they're in there and they're like munching it, I'm like, I don't know what kind of diseases or things they're carrying. Like I'm not going to touch yeah. them. Are know. they carrying? Yeah, I'd have to look. I'm not a science person because I always think when they're carrying diseases, it's they're carrying it in their blood, not in their slobber, right? I don't know. But if they bite something, can it be? I don't know. I have no yes, idea. Maybe their slobber does it. I don't know. I, That's I one mean, of those areas that I'm not extremely familiar with. For sure. Know, that. So I think we're trying to get at like how to avoid this altogether. And so the key is, you know, in terms of like learning bear prevention is a whole category we've talked about before, but in terms of like the critters and stuff, you have to pack your food in safe areas at all times. And if you're in a really scenic spot where there's a lot of folks that are doing a lookout, you can assume that there's birds and all sorts of things that are trying to get at your food. So you just got to keep your right. pack close and, and keep your pack close and keep an eye on it at the same time. Sometimes I've seen critters like actually attack the pack right next to the person they're you know oh, in yeah. arm's reach so oh, absolutely uh yep. there you go that's my first horrible thing what's yours uh mine is okay let's say you're out and you're on the trail and you're you you know maybe you're um gonna take a break and you rest your bag somewhere I, there's a there's a bunch of different scenarios for this but maybe you had your sat phone on the outside of the pack and you slammed it against a rock break mm. it smashed it broken can't use it so you, this has happened to you or somebody you know, maybe. This is a horrible thing that could happen. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm saying horrible things. Like that. Yeah, our criteria is a little different. It's okay. 
Okay, well, you, you want me to go more personal? Fine. No, 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 go for it. So you want to, so you are prone to breaking your sat phone. Anybody is. I think, yep. you know, yeah, anybody it could happen to anybody, sure. Okay. What would you do if the sat phone broke? And if you don't know, that's okay. What would I do? Well, since I don't like like to use that thing in the first place, I'd probably celebrate. Didn't you bring one on our uh, Patreon trip? You brought a little. I've started sat- bringing the devices just out of necessity, but I really prefer not to bring. It. I just I don't even want to deal with that. You don't. Yeah. yeah you don't yeah. want to do it for safety. You'd rather be dangerous and stuff. Correct. Okay. So for for <laughs> a majority of normal people um, who bring a, a personal location beacon, uh, what do you recommend they do? What if it's you? broken, it's broken, right? I don't know how, bad, how badly smashed it is, but it's broken. It's done. You can't. You can't yeah. put this thing in rice. You can't do it. Oh. Sorry, it's not. It's not. It's not an back. iPhone. Okay. <laughs> um, I think. Well, if you're looking at like how to overcome that, I think you just got to be safe the rest of the trip, right? Maybe whip. Maybe whip out the you map. Can't fix it. I mean, if you're really like obsessed with this thing, you could, you could go back to the trailhead and try to find a backcountry store and buy one. I suppose. Mm, I don't think anybody's going to do that, but I, well, you never know, but. In terms of how to avoid it, I think that you got to, I don't know, like if, you, if you're if you new to carrying those devices on your shoulder strap or mm. on your backpack, you got to get used to carefully putting that down. To be, And to be fair, those things are tougher than they look, some of those things, but yeah. I, I think, you know, put it in a more inconspicuous spot than like the outside bottom or outside part of your pack where, you know, maybe you forget when you put the pack down, you're going to like smash it on a rock or yeah. bang it on a tree or something. You know, put it somewhere more inconspicuous. So, well, if and if you're if you're accident prone, if you're the kind of person that breaks stuff normally, yeah, are, do they have otter boxes for those things? Oh, Ooh. does everybody they know don't. what an otter they box don't, is? But okay, they, they don't. But yeah. you brought it up. Another invention you guys can take from us: a protective casing that Carl uses yeah. on his phone that was developed in 1942 that somehow still survived. Uh, no, I wow. I uh, think maybe put I don't know put it on the shoulder strap something like that. Don't put it on the outside yeah. of the back. So okay, okay. What's your next one? Next one, this is probably going to be your favorite for my list, mm. and uh, this is just straight up mm. diarrhea. Just, wow. Does this happen to you? Yeah. This happened to you? Uh, this has happened to multiple people that I've gone with, actually. Oh. Yeah. So this this can be a result of many different things, but um, obviously Giardia, so not filtering your water right. or not being careful with kind of where the water, the unfiltered water goes in terms of like it kind of getting on the lip of your water bottle and you're filtering from a questionable source. But it could also be your own lack of hygiene going to the bathroom and not cleaning up properly, right? Can cause some issues. Could be other people, like their lack of hygiene and you sharing their food. So you're reaching into the same goodie bag as they are and you're sharing some germs that way. So yeah. Either way, you're out on the trail, you're far from civilization, you got diarrhea. What do I do? I just jump in the nearest river and just let it all out? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I knew this was your favorite. Uh, I knew it was. Woo! Uh, I find Carl's uh, drink powder mix bag. And, no. Okay. Um, I mean, look, if you get if you have Giardia and you have that happen, like you have to let it pass through. I mean your body's just going to do what it's going to do, right? So I think... Um, wow, so just deal with it. Your, your response is just deal with it. Just tough that out. No. Yeah. Um, did you did you bring any kind of like... Uh, now we're talking. Did you, you bring got? any... Well, you, you don't want to dehydrate, so you want to make sure you're hydrated. Flush it out. But did you bring any type of like... Uh, Emodium? Yeah, any type of emodium to help yeah. ease the situation like a they call it like or... shut your butt up medicine kind of shut stuff yeah <laughs> your butt yeah yeah we're not going to make any recommendations for medication but there is some stuff out there that is typically yeah well how, how often are we bringing that though at this point 
We don't even bring it. I would say that in my first aid kit, there's typically something that can help with that. So Okay. Yeah. But in terms of trying to avoid it in the first place, not sharing, not reaching into a bag that others have reached into, and then your favorite, bringing the hand sanitizer, I think is is going to help. And then... Yeah. I don't think... Yeah, I think most people are bringing the water filter. I don't think that's a, that's the biggest issue, to be honest. So, no. But I mean, even if it, even if you bring the water filter, like you're, you're touching germy things all day. Yeah. So... Um, I think it's just common sense to like, you know, try to wash your hands or clean your hands or something before you're going to be touching somebody else's. But we do a lot of that like, hey, can I have some of your such and such? And then, you know, you do the whole like, let me just hold my hand out. and then you can, But you like, know what? And that's helpful. But if everybody else is reaching in the bag, it doesn't matter if you're holding your hand out. Right. Well, if, they're, if they are, then. Yeah. Yeah. So if but you're if the not, person then... sharing, you should be the one pouring. Right. Right. So right. that way they don't reach into your bag. But um, right. what's next on your list? What do you got? Uh, one that I have is, uh, let's say you, let's say you get lost. I mean, let's say you miscalculate okay. like time, mileage, elevation, all these things. Um, I was on a trip, uh, early on in the days, I think. And, uh, the trail was like completely snowed over mm. and, um, there was no, there was like a billion sets of tracks going in all directions one billion. and, uh, yeah. 1 billion, I counted them, okay. all of them. And uh, so, like, what do you do? I think uh, that is where it, this was kind of before. I want to say, like, the P, the PLB or the GPSF was relatively new-ish. And I didn't really have, I didn't even have a device. So, it's like, if I didn't, this is, again, why I'm like, we're always stressing, like, learn how to read a map, learn how to understand elevation, all this other stuff. I think even though the trail was lost and it was like, um, it was, it, we couldn't see it, I think, we ended up kind of trail cutting because we knew the trail looped to the right mm-hmm. and we knew that the the main trail was over it had to be over a certain amount of uh you know miles or whatever so we just kind of cut trail and it eventually found the main trail and, yeah. and found a way back but it was you know it was challenging but like if you don't know how to read the map and understand like okay i have to go over and under this and over this this hill over here it you know it can be frustrating and it can be um i think i, I i'm with you but i still think people are like map schmap like they are more oh, oh, yeah. the app techie route which more is techie. fine it's it's fine we're just we're i think we're the old school in that regard let's be honest let's be honest come on so uh, all right maybe later. i will share that i did sure. have that issue one once i went solo this is kind of in my early days and i was in i think it was ansel adams wilderness i was out of bishop california and yeah. i i just missed i don't know i just missed a juncture misjudged something and i got off trail and it still felt like a trail so i was hiking on it for a while it must have been like a game trail or something and then i was yeah. like i think i'm lost oh up on that ledge it looks like there's a trail up there so i'd climb up to the next kind of ledge i'm like oh this right. is not a trail oh it's up there and then i kept on getting further and further lost and Yikes. so i find and then i had the map in my pocket and it wasn't the kind of shorts where stuff stays in the pocket and so i had like lost the map in the process of climbing up on these rock ledges and so the the quick answer was just to backtrack and find the trail which nobody likes backtracking but that no, that solved the problem so okay yeah. uh, getting a loss is a good one what do you got okay so something gets soaked that should not mm. be soaked dry bag i know you love dry bags something is soaked that shouldn't be yeah uh like your phone <laughs> or your camera <laughs> you want to talk about rice right? again, don't you? Uh, I'm talking I about like I'm a sleeping bag, some extra clothing, yeah. some socks, some shoes, oh, all that stuff. Well, Something gets wet that shouldn't be wet. I am familiar with this. Okay. Uh, what what causes to happen? Rain down downward 
torrential downpour rain or how should something maybe, get soaked then like i guess your shoes could in that regard but maybe well no maybe I mean, well let's think about um crossing that river and rocky's entire pack fell into the river mm-hmm. um so everything got wet so what do you do with the wet stuff is that what you're asking me is that, is that the question or how to avoid it? Yeah, any of that stuff. Well, I think how to avoid getting your stuff wet is to get a, a shell, a, a shell pack, a pack. What am I saying? A shell, a waterproof shell for your pack. Yeah. Um, pack cover. To cover to pack cover to cover all the rain stuff. Um, if you don't have it and your stuff gets wet, that does stink. But I mean, like I'm always going to say to everybody, you can wear your jacket for pants, as I did in Backpacker Magazine has an article mm. about it. So. Uh, sometimes you just got to hang it all up and dry it. I mean, that's just the bare bones. But if you cover your pack, um, there's also the other option of like, uh, I think one of our guys on the trip does this. They will uh, put stuff inside of a, was it like a plastic bag within their backpack? That trash so compactor if, bag, yeah. The trash compactor bag, yeah. And so they'll, and which is, yeah, that's a good idea too. So that keeps stuff, if your pack gets totally soaked, at least you have that extra layer to keep everything dry. Right. So. So not dry things out over the fire is what you're saying. I mean, that's last okay. resort. Obviously. Yeah, actually, yeah. yeah you have to. In reference to that Survivor show, I was telling you about that old Survivor show. I forget if it was this episode or last episode, but yeah, they actually did do that. They tried to dry their stuff out over the fire. So I mean, not even over the yeah. fire. Just You're going to have to let it air dry probably over. Got to let it air dry. If the sun comes out, you got to hang it on some branches yeah, I'll lay it on a rock or something like that dangle yeah. yeah but in terms of how to avoid it i think you hit the nail on the head with having yeah making sure you have a proper pack cover or and or the interior stuff to make sure you protect things like your right. sleeping bag there's certain things that yeah i've gone danger zone where i was in washington and it was so windy i was up high on a pass yeah. late in the day and it was so windy that it blew my pack cover Ooh. off and so it soaked everything anyway and uh wow. Yeah, so I had a soaked sleeping bag trying to get through the night. Oh, that was not fun. Awful. So. awful. Uh, well, I got another one. It's um, if you something horrible that could happen is you is fatigue. Um, if you didn't get enough sleep, uh, if you didn't eat enough calories mm. and get enough protein, um, I think when you get dreary and you're overtired, it can affect your body for yeah. sure, cramping and soreness, and then it can also, I think it can also affect your decision making if you're out on the trail for a long period of time. Yeah. You know, like if you didn't get enough sleep and then you get a big day the next day uphill, you're going to be affected. I don't care how tough you are. So making sure you get enough okay. food, number one, and then we've talked at length about proper sleeping equipment to help yeah. yourself sleep is huge well how do you sell i mean how do you solve this problem for yourself because you get pretty good sleep you eat well you drink well and you're still exhausted oh, all brother the here we go how uh, do you how do you overcome that i have energy like a jackrabbit but okay. i would say that um even still i still am trying to pay attention to that stuff so like like last uh our patreon trip that i went on um i noticed you know i think i like an extra pillow now i think i like a leg mm. pillow i think i like these things and it, i feel more comfortable now okay with with some of these little adjustments so and is it extra weight yeah um but uh it's worth it because if i don't sleep then it's just miserable you're just miserable like who wants to not sleep? So you get a little tired and does that count as a horrible thing that happens to you i think if you create a habit out of it if you okay. don't upgrade your gear if you do it for three or four days then yeah fair enough i think it's All horrible right. One day we can all tough it out, but we you know. can, yeah, that's right. So this one is not going to happen to everybody, but if you go with enough people, by the numbers, you should know somebody who might have a strong allergic reaction to something. Mm. 
whether that's a plant or whether that is a bee sting or whatever. And we certainly had that happen. Somebody had Rocky, our guy Rocky had a bee sting just prior to the trip and he didn't know that he had an allergic reaction to it. So we ended up going to the hospital at whatever it was, like 1, 2 a.m. Yeah. For a four, you know, prior to a 4 a.m. departure for a trip just to get an EpiPen and do all that stuff. And so thankfully it happened before the trip. And so we've been here ever since. But had that been on the trip, like that could have gone south. Does he carry the EpiPen every trip now? Yeah. Yeah, he's got it. He's he's ready. So, yeah. um, So, so yeah, being prepared for an allergic reaction, not that you should have to buy an EpiPen, but it's good to know who might be prone to that kind of thing. Right. Asking the medical history and that sort of thing is helpful. Right. True. True, true. Uh, I got one more. We saw an individual uh, at Glacier National who had sprained his ankle and it looked like the size of a baseball softball or whatever you want to call it. Um, When you say Glacier, do you mean Maroon Bells? Was it Maroon Bells? Yeah. I thought it was Glacier National at the end of the trip. Mm. Was Maroon Bells? No. Yeah, it's all right. I know they blend together for you. It's okay. <laughs> I don't have it all mapped out. Like, let me try that again. So here's the issue. With, I'll just tell you real quick. The okay. issue with the room bells is it's one of the best backpacking trips we've done. It's epic. It's beautiful. But it also happens to be a loop that people like to run. Yes. And it's really, it's like a run hike. And so we encountered this guy who was kind of at the tail end of this. And it's weird to be out in the middle of a backpacking trip and have like runners come by. Right. It's kind of disheartening, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, he was by himself, right? He had like his lightweight, super lightweight, you know, what water vest on or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his ankle was huge. It was huge. And I'm thinking like, what if you were, I don't know when it happened to him, but I'm like, what if you were like way back or like just at the halfway point? Like that would be horrible to like have to go like 20 miles in or whatever. What would you do if you're that's you? Oh, I mean, he just toughed it out. He just kind of hobbled through it. But oh. nowadays, you just yeah, you just bust out the Zolio and uh, call for help, right? I guess so. You know, yeah. get the get the but tech. How to avoid that? You don't yeah. like tech, yeah? I, I'm still bringing it. I, I, okay. I've, we've covered this. I know. Too exhausting. I want to hear you say it. I want to hear you say. I it. I don't like go. tech. I still bring it. Good. In terms of like the ankle issue specifically, I think there's lots of ways to avoid that. But make sure you have proper footwear and. You know, if you have weak ankles, right. you have to have more aggressive footwear. We, we actually covered that in a previous episode, but yeah, yeah that's a good one. Okay. I yeah. mentioned the diarrhea already. Here we go. Every group struggles with somebody that has diarrhea of the mouth. <laughs> so everybody's got a Derek in their group that just is jabbering on about nonsense. And uh, what's your solution for for that? Oh, I thought you were confessing. Oh, it was like confession time. Yeah. Like you were confessing that you have diarrhea of the mouth, oral probably. diarrhea. I probably do. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I mean, I think we. Uh, of how the, you, okay. How do you handle a guy like me on a backpacking trip who just wants to have a conversation with his good friend? Oh. Okay. Well, if you ever are on a trip with Carl and you're like, I can't. I can't take it anymore. He's talking my ear off. What I usually do is I'm just like, uh, you know what? I'm going to, I got to, I got to peel off and go to the bathroom or, or I'll, what I'll do is I'll be like, Oh, Hey, wait, you know what? You go ahead. I'm going to, I'm just going to stop here for a minute and take a couple pictures. This looks really great. Even, even if you're like in the dense forest, like it's picture time. Mm. Um, and, and that way you can kind of just, you know, you can kind of distract, <laughs> yeah. get away from him. You know, if, yeah. if you're going to, if you got to take pictures of mosquitoes, it's worth it. That's all right. I'm saying. Take pictures so. of I think that that's good if you're really struggling with somebody who does have diarrhea of the mouth. And and when I think of that person, I think of somebody who's just talking at no, you, so not well. with yeah. you. I'm more of like a question asker. Yeah, you're easy to, you're easy to talk to, to be fair. Well, thanks, man. But we, yeah. I've been on a backpacking trip. 
in the last couple of years since we've been doing this podcast where there was a person who actually opened the conversation with a question. I was like, oh, that's a really good conversational question. And I answered it. And then I think he talked for 30 minutes straight about Ooh. all sorts of things. And, I, and so he was talking at me at that point. I was like, I need to use one of the methods you just suggested to get out of this. So yeah. yeah. Snack time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that's what I did, but I, I think I waited too long. Anyway, we got one more. We have a special guest to uh, bring in the very last horrible thing that, that can happen to you and how to avoid it. Here it is. Jessica time. Hello, Jessica. How's it going today? Great. How okay. are you? Good. <laughs> in case you didn't know, Jessica is my lovely wife and she also has had horrible things happen to her on the trail. Uh, one story in specific. I'm not sure if Derek can remember the story, but here it goes. What, what happened here? So we were in Yosemite and we were hiking up to a waterfall and all of a sudden I started getting this crazy headache because, you know, in the Sierras they get those afternoon showers that roll through and I didn't even think about it and I don't know if it was a combination between that weather pattern coming through and we're hiking right next to a waterfall or what, but it was all of a sudden like deep debilitating headache Yikes. had to sit down on the trail and uh, I, think was, I think you're laying down i don't think you're sitting down i don't even remember but i mean for a long time like an mm. hour or something yeah before i, I could even walk again right what i'm hearing is carl didn't help at all for an hour is that about <laughs> <accurate>? <laughs> uh he sat next to me and gave me some water but oh. he i don't know if you've even ever had a headache I don't get headaches very often, and I don't know that I was equipped at the time. This is a long time ago to know what to do in that situation. So an extreme headache, um, you know, from the air pressure, from possibly from just rapid rise to elevation, probably around 7,000 feet at that point, went from five to seven, and we were living at sea level. So those are some of the factors for sure. But what, so what would you have done differently, Jessica? Well, I guess... I mean, I wasn't really prepared. I didn't even think about headaches when I was packing. Right. So I think we had like Advil or something like that. And I needed something much stronger than that. So I guess I would have packed appropriate medication. Right. Okay. So So for people that maybe struggle with headaches, whether that's, you know, sinus headaches, air pressure, allergies, all that stuff. Just, yeah, being prepared because you don't want to have a debilitating headache on the trail. And Derek, do you remember what you were doing when Jessica was like lying down semi-lifeless? Uh, was I playing card games? Was correct. I that is correct. <laughs> <That's> correct. <Yep. laughs> there you go. I figured, you know, when somebody's got a headache, I don't want to be loud. Uh, let me go over here. By, I'll go over here by this babbling brook and uh, play some quiet card games, you know? Do you feel like when you play card games, you're quiet? Because that's incorrect. You know, you know. That's why I'm sitting by a river because it's going to mask okay. my noise. So, um, <laughs> what, remind me, you guys were married at the time, right? No, we were. You were married. dating. So my question is, was this like breakup material? If he's not going to help you appropriately, <laughs> you know, with the headache. So I, I, it was your chance to perform. It was your chance to perform. Let's clarify your question. Your question is. Carl, you didn't do a very good job helping Jessica. So, Jessica, did you break up with him and never get married in the first place? Is that the did question? You, well, I, I, did you want to break up with him and reconsider the relationship? Because I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to go over here by the river and play cards. This is Carl's chance to be, to perform, 
to be right. to be a hero, you know. And I just I don't know if he performed to so. be, to, <laughs> to be a hero. to be a headache hero. You gave her a, you gave her some water, which is good. That's a good start. I don't think you're much of a singer. Um, I don't think that would have helped her. So okay. <laughs> maybe a warm blanket, you know, a head rub. Okay, I think I think the biggest question is that people are wondering because this this was this is actually your first backpacking trip, Derek. So how did yeah. like with such limited space? How did you fit a deck of cards in a fanny pack? <laughs> I mean, you you make you prioritize. Okay. You know, I cut out three pairs of socks and put some cards in there. Jessica time. That was a cool little uh, jingle you made there, Derek. Jessica time. I got trivia, and it's gonna be a doozy right after this. I'm fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Down three to one because of your ridiculous trivia last time. Please tell me this is This is This is going to be a fun one, and I think... I'm I'm optimistic for you. I, I think these are all these are all doable, and um, so you said last time. So what we're gonna do is this is gonna be a name that sound. Ah, name okay. that sound. So I, I these are all backpacking sounds. We've done this before. This is fun, and we're gonna see how accurate you are. So okay. uh, I recorded some of these on my phone. Let me let me grab my phone here. Hold on, and we're gonna we're gonna see if you can figure these out. Okay, so here's. Let me go. Here's sound number one. Like, give me a genre, like, because last time I think we did some like gear sounds. These are gear sounds. This is a gear sound. That's a a gear gear sound. sound. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, The only thing I think of that might fit that. I'll give you a hint. I'm I'm even gonna give you a hint. This is a gear sound that you probably wouldn't enjoy. That I wouldn't enjoy. Okay. That what I was I was thinking of something like some sort of a lighting stick for your fire. Oh. Um, so I think that sounds like I'm way off. Well, I don't know about that. S- okay. I don't know. I don't know. Um, fire, fire making of some sort, whether it's the fire stick thing or the, uh, the wood, you know, the bow kind of the bow, The bow drill kit? Yeah. No, that's, that's, you're way off. Uh, okay. no, that was a Nalgene bottle clanking against the backpack on a, on a carabiner. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> and if you pay more attention, you would know what that is. There you go. <laughs> oh, 
Uh, wow. You like that one? I'm wow. Gonna, okay. No, no. I mean, the, the concept is hilarious, but the, th- the thought that anybody could get the, guess that correctly. Okay, folks, fellow adventurers out there, who guessed that correctly before Derek revealed the answer? Please, please respond. Please respond. I okay. can't help that you didn't know. That's just I'll tell you good. what. If, if we have multiple people say that was clearly a water bottle clanking against a carabiner. No, 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 no. Don't make up rules. No, no, no. That's what it was. It was a carabiner on an algae bottle. I'm not saying it wasn't that. I'm just saying was that a reasonable question? Oh my god. What's that wow. sound? Wow. They have a wow. radio they have a radio show where they play a sound every day and people win money. And sometimes it takes some I think months. when you listen back to it what you months. just did, you you kind of when I when I was sort of feeling out with a guess about the fire making thing you're like, "Oh, yeah. you're not that far off." And then you come up with that? That's not <laughs> even close to. Yeah, that. that's why I said you were way off. You said that afterwards. At first, right, you kind of gave me the indication that I wasn't that far. Don't off. be mad that you don't know sounds of the of the trail. I get it. All right, number two. What you got? All right, number two. Here we go. This is it. You ready? Yeah. Okay, it's got to be some sort of uh, gas being released from a stove. Yeah. That was close, but no, that is bug spray being sprayed. Neither of us use bug spray. Why do you have some? It's a gear. I have it. I just don't use it. That's what it would sound like, though. What what did you spray it on? Into my sink. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Okay, here's your next one. You ready? Here it is. Yeah. Okay, that is either water going through a filter into some sort of container. I'm gonna give you that one. No, that was I'm gonna give you that. That was water going into a pot. Okay, that was good from a filter or just no, just water, just water going into a pot. <sighs> okay, that was good. Okay. Not, okay. No, That's not fair. filter. I don't want to filter in my own house. That'd be ridiculous. Uh, all right, unless it was out of the toilet. Um, okay, so one for three. Here's number four. Okay. I've got three possible answers. So it's either somebody using some sort of like a... Uh, so three answers. I got to... Well, no, I, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to kind of walk you through. Narrow it down. Okay. Got it. It's either somebody using some sort of like an emergency blanket okay. or some sort of like a plastic trash bag poncho thing. Mm. That reminds me of one of our guys using one of those and <laughs> being super loud with it right next to the camera when we're trying to record. <laughs> or it's you just trying to... Do, you know, say something on the podcast, and you're just crumpling paper again. So oh, it's one of the, no. yeah. No, neither. The, you're like, you're, you're pretty close to the emergency blanket. It's uh, me just straightening out and unraveling my sleeping bag. That's it. <laughs> 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 oh, you were close. Close, but no cigar. Oh okay. Um, wow. I'll get, I'll tell you what, I'll give you a bonus. So one for four, I'll give, yeah. I'll give you a bonus, even though you're okay. not going to pass this. Here's the bonus sound. Are you ready? Okay. Um, that's Derek podcasting. 
crumbling paper yes <laughs> crumbling paper nice job yeah you haven't Crumbling had that issue chew? recently actually that's been even better at that i was actually gonna chew on some chili cheese fritos and see okay. if you could figure out what i was doing but you know what two for five is uh, not passing but it's okay. it's uh it was it was, it was, it was good Okay, so so I have four losses to your one at this point. I don't know what to so, tell you. Yeah. I mean, I try to make it fun and creative. You just aren't that bright with it, and that's okay. That's okay. okay. We're gonna okay. get better every time. You know? Okay, thank you. You're not that. I'm bright. sure. I'm sure I'll bomb the next trivia. It's gonna yeah. be completely. When you were a teacher, weird, you probably had students. You're like, wow, you you didn't get any of the questions I asked right. Ah, None of yeah. you guys did. Wow. Okay. And welcome to Carl Losing. This is what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I just got I just got one tidbit today. Um, all right. Hey, welcome to a bonus segment of the episode. We actually have a gear review for this episode, and I brought in favorite gear tester Jared. How you doing today, buddy? Amazing, Carl. Happy to be here, man. Good to see you. Little background, on Jared. CrossFit enthusiast, and used to own a CrossFit gym. And now he's teaching PE at a high school, and you actually get to walk, get to hike as part of your day. Is that correct? Correct. I have a class called uh, Fitness Walking, and it's the type of class that uh, is for students who maybe have anxiety around PE, and so it's a class that gives them a little more comfort level. Yeah, majority of the time we are walking, and so kind of taking that as an opportunity to start training for uh, backpacking. And so I'll throw a 20-pound vest on or have a 30-pound pack on, and I just walk around campus and around our community with our kids. And while you're out walking, do you ever just kind of head over to the grocery store and keep your pack on? No. That would be you, my friend. So you've had a chance to test out some things, and we actually identified on our show that one thing that we haven't talked a lot about is base layers. And so we reached into the ultra running community because they have some of the best stuff and so we got a hold of some base layers from a company called exoskin that's xo and skin just kind of combined there and so we so we got some socks and we got some how do they call them kind of like short liners i think i would just call them underwear usually if you're heading out and you're doing exercise or or you're backpacking or going to the gym or whatever, usually you're wearing some type of layer that's like supportive and almost like compression-like. Yeah, for sure, for the for the good quality stuff, not your typical tidy whities right? Correct. Okay, so you had a chance to test out both of them, So and so did I. So let's kind of compare our takeaways. What did you think? Yeah, since we're talking about base layers, let's kind of go there first. We had their uh, base layer product, and I was a fan of it. One of the things that Exoskin does is um, they really try to get your sizing down so that it fits you well. And I liked the sizing. I thought it fit me very well. It was snug, but not too snug. It moved well with me when I was doing different things. I did some running in it. I did some squatting in it. I did some working out in it. And... I was pretty happy with the product. Do they have some type of copper material that they put in it that's supposed to not stink as much? Right. That's kind of one of the, the key things that I actually was interested in with the company is because that's – I'll kind of talk about this later in a later episode. But, yeah, that's kind of one of the issues that I've had is some of these some of these base layers, whether it's socks or the underwear or the liners, whatever you want to call them, yeah, they, they struggle with the stink, right? And when you're exerting yourself – you are going to create all sorts of odors. And so is your clothing sort of like promoting the odors or is it compressing the odors or eliminating them? And yeah, I think the copper, I'm not a scientist, but I think the copper actually eliminates them. And I think it does 
they've like woven some copper in there. I think they've melted some pennies down and put them into the base layer. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what they're doing, but it's working. Um, you know, that was kind of something that they said that they kind of pride themselves in. And so I wore them through multiple workouts in a day. And, you know, there was still a scent at the end, but not near as strong as what I'm used to. So if you're the type of person that's going to be going backpacking and you only want to take one pair of underwear like you do, what? Carl, that's and not, you want no, to be fresh, no, that's not me. <laughs> um, this company might be something you're looking into. Okay. All right. So you liked the lack of stink. And you like the fit and the compression side of things. Yeah, the only thing that I didn't like about the shorts was, or I guess not the shorts, but the base layer, they were uh, like the full-length ones, and I came out of my bedroom and changed, and my daughter, the first thing she said is, what, why is your underwear sticking out off the bottom of your shorts? So I would say they have different lengths. So if you're going to be wearing shorts, I would look at the midi-length ones. I think those are probably better suited for your short wearing and if you're not then you can go with the full length ones okay all right nice assessment so uh so you kind of focus more on the liner short layer which is fine i i like those as well i kind of have the same takeaways the socks i wore intentionally i don't know how many days straight i wore them because i did want to test out the stink factor of the socks and so I, I want to say we're in like three, four days straight with exercise involved. And yeah, like it was pretty amazing how like the stink factor was a lot less than I guess the typical socks you'd be wearing. So I'm going to give them a thumbs up there. And yeah, just maybe a brand to check out if you're looking to, to look to add some high quality. This is kind of like on the higher end of quality stuff with the base layers. And uh, if you're looking especially to prevent like chafage, add support, and blister prevention this might be something to check out so how would you score it i'm gonna give you four and a half socks out of five whoa the, the creativity there just like skyrocketing skyrocketing i'm gonna go i'm gonna go i'm gonna go four and a half so i'm gonna go four and a half uh derek stinky underwears out of five <laughs> <laughs> carl you know i've been listening to you guys podcast for five seasons now and i don't think you've given these base layers enough credit okay I'm going to challenge you. I think that uh, you should talk about this. In fact, I think you should talk about it on your next episode. Like do a whole episode on base layers? Yeah, I think it's worth it, you know? One of the bad things out there when you're out there on the trail and you just have bad chafage or just a bad pair of base layer, you know, mm. you might want to look into making that situation a little bit better. Okay. So we could call it like, what's under there? <laughs> <laughs> What do we got going on Patreon this week, my friend? Uh, we have the great uh, icon himself, Dan Becker. He's going to be on, and uh, we got some all, all kinds of goodies with him. We have yeah. a right. We have a regular episode. We threw some on the Patreon, and uh, it's a Patreon episode that is yeah, it's legit. So it's going to be please join the Patreon family. We'd love to have you, and we, we yes. think that it will be worth your while. Yeah, join the Patreon family. It's five bucks a month, you guys. It helps Carl, you know, manage his shoulder pain and funds, oh my you, gosh. you know, just funds it all. So that's what we <laughs> we're here for him. So that's why we're doing it. All right, thanks, Derek. That's all I got on my end. That's all I got on my end. Um, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks again. Send us a review on your podcast forum anytime you can. It always helps it out, and we love to read them. Um, and remember, guys, if uh, you hear some sounds in the forest and you're, you're backpacking with Carl, he's got—he's really not going to be any help to you. So we'll see you next time. <laughs>
you know, probably one of the most common sounds is, you know, I, I gave Carl this sound off. This is, this is like off camera. Like I'm not going to embarrass him. You know, that's, that's preposterous. Like we're good friends. I'm not going to, that's ridiculous. So I, I said, Carl, what's this sound? I was like, Oh, and he's like, is that you complaining? Is that a bear? I was like, no, that's you. I recorded this. This is you getting into the tent after a long day with shoulder pain. I'm Will Cooper, and you're listening to HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast on the Waypoint Podcast Network. Stick around as I bring you more stories and interviews from veteran hunters and industry professionals who inspire us all to be better equipped in the woods and in life. One of the most legendary shows in the outdoors is on Waypoint TV. Don't miss Primo's Truth About Hunting, Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.